This podcast will fail. Mostly because nobody's going to listen to it. But you might prove me wrong. Who knows? Well, welcome to episode 27 of This Podcast Will Fail. My name is irrelevant. I am just some guy. And who I am and where I am is not important uh, in the context of the conversations that I come to have with you. Or, so far, as far as I can tell, two of you (laughs) and myself. Uh, So... I don't really actually have much to talk about today. Uh, today is uh, effectively my uh, weekend, I guess you could say. It's my day off. Uh, I have to work on Saturdays, so today is a Sunday when I'm recording this. Uh, some family time today. Took uh, my youngest three children to a pumpkin patch. Uh, we're coming up on Halloween in the next couple of weeks here. And, uh, I don't think the only thing that really stuck out to me was just kind of a weird sense of, I don't know, like nostalgia in a way, but also this, this odd, just disconnected feeling with, with reality and, and what this is all supposed to feel like versus what the world is actually feeling like, uh, these days. So, you know, pumpkin patch halloween and and really apply it to just about any um american holiday uh, as a parent and raising children there's there's just traditions there's things that you did when you were growing up uh, that your parents uh, might have done and you try to carry those traditions on to your kids um but the world is such an odd place now the the traditions don't just just they don't feel um, the same. And then that's for a couple of reasons. Most primarily for me anyways, is the fact that my oldest three aren't really a part of these little tiny holiday-ish traditions anymore. I, I have six children that my wife and I have raised. I say children, even though one of them is the oldest one is turning 23 in a few weeks. And I have a 21 year old and a Uh, 18-year-old off at college. Uh, So, you know, where there were six coming along for things like a trip to the pumpkin patch to uh, pick out carving pumpkins and, you know, get cider and donuts and and do that whole fall Halloween thing, now there's only three. It's weird. Um, Not used to it. I don't know. I don't know if any parent does get used to it. I don't know... If anyone out there is listening to this, if you're a parent of grown children, uh, was was this as tough for you as it is for me? <laughs> um, things just feel different, and and I mean, I suppose that you could say a lot of what feels different is just the very nature of this year, 2020, when everything feels different, nothing feels the same, nothing works the same. We're in the middle of this uh, crazy pandemic world, and stuff just doesn't look or feel normal. Nothing does. Even the stuff you try to do that's supposed to 
look and feel normal. When I'm out in this great open pumpkin patch with my children walking around, we're all wearing face masks. And I saw another family, uh, mom and dad, and I think there were three or four kids, and the kids were probably all um, easily 10 years old or younger and younger. Not a single one of them is wearing a mask. Now, in the real world, we wouldn't be wearing masks all the time, but we have a dangerous virus that has killed several hundred thousand uh, Americans and far, far more worldwide, and and, uh, it's nowhere near done. And we're now told we're moving into round two uh, of this virus this year. And it shouldn't feel weird to look at other people and go okay you're not wearing a mask that's that's weird that's wrong i didn't say anything and and their family and my family there was plenty enough space to keep a wide berth so we didn't get anywhere near these people but it still just doesn't feel normal right and i guess nothing's supposed to feel normal anyways uh when we're all trying to put a stop to (laughs) a global pandemic oh lord um all i can all i can do these days is it seems like worry about whether any of the things that i think are normal um will ever happen again you know Uh, one one thing that that came up uh, when we were driving home my 11 year old daughter um, said something that, that made me stop and, and take a moment to reflect. And the conversation, uh, I forget exactly what my, uh, 14 year old daughter, 15 year old daughter said, but she said something and, uh, that made me go, you know, that is the most 2020 thing I have heard, uh, all week. I, I just don't remember what it was she said, but it, it was definitely one of those like, Yep, that's 2020. And my 11-year-old said, You know, Dad, do you remember New Year's Eve last year? And you made this great big speech to all six of us. And at first, uh, at first I didn't. At first my, my memory recall wasn't all that uh, great as I was driving. And, and what, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And she says, uh, well, you, you said to all of us about this being a new year and this being a new decade and this possibly being the last year that we're all together. And then, and then that, that speech came back to me and it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a gut punch, honestly, because I did. I, I, uh, last New Year's Eve, you know, I had everybody gathered together. Um, we always, we always have kind of a family night for New Year's Eve, or, or we always have had a family night for New Year's Eve, and we'd play games as a family, we'd watch movies, have snacks, and, you know, have, have a little mini family party with mom, dad, and the kids, and I knew, and, and looking at it now, I haven't thought about this all year until my daughter said it today. I knew 
again, that this was possibly the last time that I'd have all eight of us together at New Year's Eve doing what we do. And so we always have uh, sparkling grape juice, <laughs> right? Uh, something you don't know about me, you have no idea who I am, and that's the way I intend to keep it. But um, one thing about me is uh, uh, I don't drink. Uh, my wife doesn't drink. Um, I don't drink because I am a, a very nearly 20-year um, recovering alcoholic. Um, that's something that I know I will speak to you about uh, <laughs> on December 20th. Because uh, December 20th of 2020 will be exactly 20 years since I have had any alcohol to drink. Um, yeah, that'll be a different subject for a different day. Uh, but, but anyways, in the <clears throat> context of New Year's Eve, we have sparkling grape juice to toast at midnight. And... I was I was compelled this past New Year's Eve to to talk to my children, uh, several of them for for the last time as children, right? And I knew that to a certain degree, a lot of the speech was going to go over the heads of the younger ones. I understood that, but but I wanted to kind of talk to the adults. Um, and I don't remember exactly everything I said, but the the basic gist of it was, you know, the world's, the world's moving on to a new place. This is, this is the beginning of a new decade. This is the beginning of your lives, uh, as adults. And I certainly wanted to make sure they knew, um, how proud I am of them for the people that it seems like they're turning into the, 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 the folks I know them to be. My oldest three are, are uh, boys. Um, I'm so far very proud of the men they're becoming. And I wanted to make sure they knew that. But I wanted to make sure they knew how important to me that um, that they don't lose sight of each other. And that they don't lose sight of family. And how this new year of 2020 and this new decade was going to hold so much promise for them uh, and 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 the lives that they're about to embark on and, and the, the world they're about to participate in, not having any inkling that uh, right around the corner was this ridiculous, ridiculous world um, that came instead of the 2020 that I thought was coming. So, you know, to, to all of a sudden get bum-rushed with, with that realization from my daughter's comment about the speech I gave makes you wonder uh, what, what traditions, if any, um, I can continue to maintain when we can't, right now anyways, go anywhere or, or do anything on top of the fact that my children are grown and they're itching to get away which is natural right it's normal um i did i got i got out of my mother's house um a week before i turned 19 i understand it you want to you want to be your own person live on your own but um 
not just the the sense of the impending empty nest <laughs> that I, I see happening uh, at the end of this decade, when all of a sudden my 11-year-old is uh, a young adult and the last one to be ready to move on and move out and, and move into the world. But what does that world even look like? What does that world even have in store? You know, we're we're rounding out this ridiculous year of 2020, which has just, just been a complete slap upside the head for everyone, everywhere. And don't know what next year is going to bring and don't know what the rest of this decade is going to bring. And it's scary. It's just scary. I want my kids to be safe, obviously. Who doesn't? But I can't do anything to ensure their safety out into the world. My two boys are going to come home uh, next weekend for uh, my birthday. They're going to come home and be with us uh, on Halloween, Halloween night. It was almost uh, it was almost gut wrenching to text the boys and say, "Hey, I need you to contact the college nurse office and find out." if you two are able to get COVID-19 tests before we bring you home. And I thought, Jesus Christ, that sucks. That sucks that I have to do that, that they have to do that. Now, to their credit, they both responded quickly. Yeah, of course, 100%. The school's, you know, the school has those available and we'll get it done, you know, early that week uh, before before I go pick them up on um, next Saturday. <sighs> Got to do that again for Thanksgiving. Got to do that again for Christmas. Because I don't think there's going to be um, any vaccine. I don't think the world's going to be ready to open back up and, and just have a reasonable level of assurance that everybody's safe. We have no margin for error in this house. Uh, we have... We have a couple of folks uh, in my house here that are um, immunocompromised, that are at higher risk for complications from this coronavirus and this COVID-19. I am certainly in a high-risk factor. I've had asthma my entire life. I have lungs that are made up of a heck of a lot more scar tissue than... Uh, the healthy lung tissue I had as a as a brand new baby. A lot of reasons for that. Um, I can barely get through the weather change in the in the end of the year here without having to rely on a albuterol inhaler and and taking several medications every day to keep my my lungs relatively happy. And they're usually not. It's not just about me. And like I said, there's there's people in the house here who you have, you, you don't know, right? You got a lot of people out there um, shaking their heads and saying this is this is not a pandemic. It's it's overblown. It's overplayed. It's a ninety nine percent survival rate. It's this. It's that. I don't believe it. It's a hoax. All this other bull crap. And yet I have to I have to err on the side of caution. It's not about living in fear it's about not being stupid as i look forward in time to the next several years 
how do I protect my family when my family is moving on and moving out? Um, I've only got another, who knows, three, four years, maybe five with my oldest daughter before she's ready to move on. My uh, youngest son is turning 14 next week. Lots of birthdays. He turns 14, the big one turns 23, and then I turn 45 all in the same week. How do I keep all these people um, safe? Can I even keep them all safe? And how do I maintain our family traditions in the middle of this crazy world with this crazy virus? I... I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. And that is, that scares the hell out of me. Not knowing. Not even knowing. What? What? What are we doing? How is that supposed to work? I don't know. And that's tough. So, like I said, I, I wasn't really sure, again, what I was going to talk about today. Um, until my daughter mentioned the speech that I gave on on New Year's Eve last year and then it all just kind of hit me so uh well, I hope that's not too dour <laughs> you know there's still life to live there's still things to do there's still there's still moments to be had right there are there are little joys regardless of how much it changes there is plenty to live for um, plenty to be thankful for. And, it, and, and, you know, it's tough not to be scared, but I have to be hopeful, I guess. I, that's my job. That's, that's what I'm tasked with as, as a father, is to be hopeful and hope that I've done everything I can to prepare my family for the world and keep them safe as much as, as within my power. And the rest, you just got to live, right? You don't stop life. You still, you still get into the pile into the car and go to the pumpkin patch and get cider and donuts. You know, you still, you still go through all of the, all the motions and the things you do because this is life and this is what you have to do. So, okay. Uh, I guess that will, uh, be sufficient for today's conversation. I, uh, thank you. If anybody, if those two of you out there are still listening, um, I know I can see every day that two people are starting the podcast. I don't know how far you're getting. It doesn't quite tell me how long uh, you listen before you tune out. So I highly doubt that anybody's here at the 20-minute mark, um, but you never know. You may, as I say in the uh, introduction, you may prove me wrong. And someday we may get to a point where I'm ready and comfortable to start talking to the world Um under my own name instead of just some guy and and um and have some conversations and interactions with you all uh if anybody's interested in what i have to say or not okay i guess that's it i'm uh i'm gonna go crawl into bed and hang out uh watching uh superhero tv shows with my youngest daughter and enjoy what's left of my night and um thank you so much for taking a moment to listen and uh Talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.